0: Welcome back to Just Scrap Radio on BJPen.com. I'm your host, Cole Shell in episode 49. We got a good lineup for you. First up, we're gonna be joined by Patty the Batty Pimblet to preview his UFC debut against Luigi Benjamini. Really fascinating fight. Patty's been on the UFC radar for quite a while. He's been signed or the UFC's offering contract twice. He turned it down because he didn't feel like he was ready. He finally feel like he's ready to make that walk. And it gets a tough test and Luigi has been around for a while. I was coming off a really close loss to free Saheem, but before that, he had a really good uh, return with a head kick uh, knockout over uh, Jesse Arian. Uh, Patty's obviously got his hands full, but he says he's going to really look to show off his striking here. And he thinks this is a fight where he's going to get it out done inside the first round the UFC's going to see how big of a star he is and kind of just turn around really quickly and he also joked that he's the biggest star in Liverpool even though Darren Till's headlining he says he's going to be the face of MA pretty soon he's already the face of Liverpool and Darren Till knows it so really good chat with Patty. but next up we're going to be joined by Alex Marano to preview his short notice fight against David Zawada Alex uh, was in Vegas last week when we did this thing to preview uh, where he was cornering Ricky Tertius in that tough finale and while he was there the fight kind of got finalized he said he actually flew he was planned was to fly back to texas on sunday get a few training in at fortis then fly back to vegas and prepare for this fight but this is something that he was always getting ready for because he was just staying ready the ufc told him stay ready we're going to get something for you this came about and he immediately accepted even though it was short notice next we're going to be joined by medestas bukaskis to preview his fight against khalil roundtree this is a really good fight medestas knows he's fighting for his ufc career He's one and two so far in the UFC, even though his last uh, fight, uh, 17 out of 18 media members thought Modestus won the fight. I thought he won, but he knows he has to just be more active, more volume, and just he knows what he did wrong. And he says it's going to be the best version you've seen against Khalil Roundtree. And he's really looking for to get a statement win. And we're next going to be joined by Julian Arosa to preview his short notice fight against Charles Jordan. Julian talks about how this fight came together, of how he actually kind of pitched this fight two weeks ago. And Jourdain, he never heard anything of it, but the only, because he thought he won at 150, uh, that he thought that's why Jourdain turned him down. And all of a sudden he hears that Jourdain finally accepted. And then it was immediately picking up the pace in the gym and getting ready for this fight. But really good chat with Julian. When then we close things out, talk to Beltor Veteran, Chidi cooney, uh, who's fighting on the Contender Series in week two. He's fighting, uh, Mario Souza was on the Contender Series last year. This is a really good chat with Chidi. We don't really normally do a whole lot of Contender Series, but Chidi's guy that's headlined in, he's headlined bellator shows he's been around he's fought the who's who in bellator's middle eight division so uh he was kind of like he said he wasn't too surprised uh that he was on the tennis series but he always wanted to be in the ufc he said this is the path to get to the ufc but really good chat with chidi ahead of his fight uh next tuesday uh tuesday september 7th but really good chat with all of them be sure to share the show subscribe and again thank you all for listening and remember to tune in every Alright, we're joined by UFC lightweight Paddy Pimlet, who's making his debut here on Saturday. Paddy, how's it going, man?
1: I'm good, lad. What's up,
0: Not much. A uh, Big fight for you against uh, Luigi. I just want to first start off, like, I've heard that, I know you've made it clear too, you've been offered spots in UFC, but something that I've kind of heard, I don't know if it is true, I heard you're actually taking less money for this fight in the UFC than you were in Cage Warriors. Yeah, I am. Is that kind of crazy to you? Or is that just because of how big of a star you were at Cage Wars and all the sponsorships you could get?
1: It wasn't to do with sponsorships, lad. It was just me flaffy. Me flaffy was more.
0: It, does that surprise you at all? Or is it more just no, it, you're going to get more in the UFC eventually? I'm going to
1: eventually end up getting more in the UFC, lad. So it's just one of them.
0: And, and Luigi Vendramini, like, was this someone you had your eye on, or was it just who the UFC offered
1: you? It's who the UFC offered, lad. I haven't got a clue who he was.
0: Did you have to kind of look up who he was, or do you just leave that up to your coaches?
1: Yeah. I leave it up to my coaches, but obviously I have to have a look at him myself. And he, he's, he's half snide, any lad, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: how do you kind of see this fight playing out? I know you're a guy that likes the bold predictions. I know you've kind of said you're going to finish them like do you think like when do you kind of think you're going to finish them
1: in the first i'll be very disappointed if he gets out the first round
0: your guy the ufc obviously i think is going to like you just with the way you talk like do you just think this is going to be kind of your breakout performance for that north american audience
1: yeah of course it's going to be um it's going to be heavy lad it's going to be brilliant people are going to Are gonna love me, lad. You know, everyone loves me or hates me, lad. But no matter what, I put bums on seats, lad, and sell sell tickets to fight, lad. And that's the way it'll always be.
0: I know a lot of people just kind of view you as a grappler. You hoping to show off some striking in this fight?
1: I hope Luigi tries to strike with me, lad, because I'll knock him out.
0: Is that something? That kind of annoys you that people only think you're a grappler and kind of just underrate your striking, or is that something? Yeah, you're of like course. You know not I mean? Of underrating it.
1: Fo- it's nice that people underrate it. To be honest, I've I focused on me. I mean, uh, as everyone knows, I'm a good grappler, so I've focused on me striking a lot, lad. Over the past year and a half, two years, more so the past year, year and a half, lad. And people are gonna get a flight fright, lad. When I put hands on people and throw kicks.
0: Uh, would you rather knock Luigi out or are you just hoping whatever way, if it's a submission, if it's a knockout, whatever comes, it comes? Yeah,
1: whatever comes, comes, lad. If he wants to strike with me, I'll knock him out. If he wants to grapple with me, I'll submit him, just however the fight plays out.
0: Uh, how disappointing is it that this fight got moved from London? Because your walkout in a sold-out two 2 would have been insane.
1: Yeah, it would have been special, lad. Absolutely special. That's what I wanted, obviously. I wanted it to be in, uh, in London in the O two, 2 but obviously... We did, we didn't get our way, lad, so I'm fighting in Vegas, man, the cap fight capital of the world, so it's not not all it's not all bad.
0: I I know the UFC, like we mentioned, they've kinda of offered you contracts like a couple times in your career, but do you kind of feel like this was the perfect time to finally make that jump?
1: Yeah. Um when I was twenty one I wasn't professional at all. I was still a young kid out partying all the time when I won that world title. Then when I was twenty three I just moved to lightweight. I was still very small for lightweight. I wasn't cutting any weight. I was still a child, and uh, I was still a child. I'd fight men, and that showed. foot I fought so back where he cut seven kilo, and I cut none. And um, now lad, it's just the perfect time. lad. back back then, I was just a fighter. Now I'm an athlete. Know what I mean? Now I'm better everywhere. Know what I mean? Back when I won that world title, I was. I didn't even have an S and C regime. All I done was jujitsu, striking, wrestling.
0: Uh, With this fight, like I I know you've been in lightweight for a while, but do you kind of just feel like a full-size lightweight, or do you think you could still make featherweight?
1: No. No chance. No way I'm ever making featherweight again.
0: It's lightweight from here on out, then? Yeah, it is. How much better do you feel lightweight not having to go through that massive weight cut?
1: Well, lad, it just says it all. Yesterday, well, today, Monday morning, I woke up 74.9 kilos, 75 kilos, so I've got 4 kilos to lose. When I fought Julian Rosa then Nad Naramani, I woke up on the Monday morning seventy-seven and a half kilo, and then made sixty-six by the Friday.
0: Oh, that's insane! That's a lot of weight to cut.
1: Yeah, a lot of weight, lads. Ridiculous. When I fought Rosa, I lost like eight point four kilo overnight. When I fought Nad, I lost like seven point seven kilo overnight, and it showed in five round fights.
0: Oh, we're talking on Monday. Like, when are you heading out to Vegas?
1: Uh, tomorrow, tomorrow. Well, tomorrow afternoon. we fighters. uh
0: is this kind of like the next best thing? Like, if it couldn't be in London, it's going to be in Vegas. Because I know, whatever I talk to UK fighters, they always say the dreams O two or Lo- or O two or Vegas.
1: Ah, uh, my dreams the Anfield lads. When we do Anfield, that's that's the main goal, lad. Fill an Anfield out in one a uh, one June July.
0: And you have your fellow uh, Liverpool native uh, Darren Till headlining the card. What's that going to be like for you?
1: it's going to be good lads obviously I've got me big sister on the card as well lad me call Molly lad. so that's uh, that's going to be good whenever me and Molly are fought on the same card lad we've both won uh,
0: are you hoping that like it's only going to take a few more fights and you pass Darren Tilden popularity out in Liverpool
1: what do you mean in Liverpool lad? I, I guess you man. might
0: already you might already be more popular
1: kids walk around with this air because <laughs> of me, lad
0: <laughs> Is that kind of the next thing you'd want? Like, you obviously seen Darren Till's main event, Liverpool, that crowd. Like, is that something you want? Or, yeah, or is like, like, that
1: I've already main evented in that same arena, though. So, I want bigger and better now. I want Anfield. Like, I've main evented in that arena myself without the UFC name attached to it and sold it out. So, I want to do that in Anfield, lad. I want it to be like 60, 70,000 people. And that's what I want to sell out, lad.
0: Is that something you think it has to be for a title to get that, or do you think just you yourself could sell that No, out?
1: just me, myself, I could sell that out, 100%. And
0: what would that be like then, walking out in front of sixty, seventy thousand 70,000 in that
1: stadium? Uh, goosebumps, lad, absolute goosebumps. Oh, uh,
0: With this fight too, like, you get your hand raised here, you're hoping a quick turnaround, because to me personally, I think you finish him, I think the UFC's going to try to book you back ASAP to kind of build your star up even more. Yeah,
1: they are. They're going to want me back in ASAP. Um, I'm going away for a week with the missus, only to somewhere in England like Cornwall with the missus and the dog for a week. But then as soon as that, I'll be back in the gym every day. So I was looking at that 30th of of October Fight Island card, lad. I'll uh, I'll get on that, lad, if if it allows me. But I've got a feeling that the the UFC are going to come back to the UK in December or something. So they might want to save me for then.
0: Uh, do you plan to call anyone out, or right now are you just looking at whoever the UFC gives you?
1: As I said before, that the only person I'm calling out to Mark Zuckerberg and Instagram, lad, to give me re- my proper account back.
0: You still don't have the Instagram back, which is just no, my UFC debut, like, you're this big star. I can't believe Instagram's not on top of it.
1: Absolute joke, lad, the cheeky. Uh,
0: are you, like, I know you started a new one, but, like, are you just hoping you get that old one back, or are you just not going to give up hope?
1: 7,000 followers. Like that's my livelihood. That's my business. That's where I earn my money. And they've shut it down because trolls report on me when they attack me and I retaliate. It's ridiculous. Uh,
0: just a couple more things on the fight. Like, How weird is it going to be for you fighting in front of not many people? Because you're used to fighting in front of a lot of these sold-out crowds.
1: Yeah, it's... its Well, I'll be honest. I'm used to it now. Like, my last two fights yeah. have been no crowd. So I've got two first-round finishes with, a, with no crowd. So... I'm expecting another one.
0: And kicking off the main card, like, do you think that's kind of that perfect spot for you because it's going to be live prime time in the UK?
1: Yeah, it is. It's going to be perfect for me, that lad. Um, the good thing about it, lad, is when I, when I look back at the Omens, lad, every time I've opened up the main card, I've had one of the best performances of my life. So I just can't wait to put on a show for everyone, lad, and steal the show.
0: Uh, are you hoping, like, even one or two more? that Like, I know you said October 30th, but if you get October 30th, like, there's still a chance to get another one in this. Yeah, guy. yeah. About, if they
1: come out unscathed and fight on October 30th and then fight again in December, that would be perfect for me, lad. I'd be happy with that.
0: Uh, how quickly do you think the UFC is going to push you to fight in these ranked guys? Do you see when they, like, even with Till, like, they gave him that cowboy fight pretty early in his career. With Connor, they gave him a lot of these big fights. Like, it seems I, I like don't these... know,
1: lad. Um, it depends because... As I've always said, whatever the name is on the contract when the UFC sent me, I'm gonna say yeah and I'm gonna fight them. I'm a fighter's fighter, lad, I'm a real fighter. I'm not gonna turn a fight down against anyone. Whoever's on whatever's name is on that contract, I will sign it and I will fight them.
0: With Molly being on the card, like how much better is that for your UFC debut, so you guys can just kinda of share that moment together.
1: Great, lads. Absolutely great. As I say, whenever we've been on the same card together, lad, we've we've got fantastic finishes, lad. Last time we was on the car together, she won a world title, and I won by flying triangle.
0: So, so you need another highlight reel finish like that, then?
1: That's what's coming, lad. I, I know what it is. it uh, is. The high kick, big right hand, or flying triangle or something.
0: Well, the smaller octagon at the apex, you think that's going to really impact the fight at all?
1: For the fight to fight, you know what I mean? As long as he's not running away from me the whole time, then no, it won't
0: uh just two more things i know london is like part of the reason why they couldn't get back over there was stuff was shutting down like are you fully able to train like or is there stuff restricted for you no no there's
1: no restrictions for us like we're fully able to train you know what i mean and that's why we thought it would be in england because there's a boxing event the same night in leeds with a full capacity crowd uh,
0: last thing the vacation with your missus where where you plan on going
1: only Cornwall, lad. It's a, a six-hour drive from Liverpool. Like, but we're taking the dog with us, and that uh, that got booked when it was meant to be in London. Still, so I'm going there Tuesday morning. So I'm straight home from Vegas.
0: Straight home from Vegas go. on a nice vacation. Can't a big win to a vacation. Can't get this week any better then.
1: No, it's not. It's gonna be great, lad. Get me, get me, win fifty grand bonus. Go bananas in my post-fight interview. Um, become the new biggest star on the face of MMA, and then go on holiday.
0: All right, well, Paddy, I appreciate the time. Thanks so much for doing this.
1: You're more than welcome, fella.
0: Yeah. Uh, All right, we're joined by UFC welterweight Alex Morano, who's got another short-notice fight upcoming. Alex, how's it going?
2: Good, good. I'm actually in Vegas now. My boy Ricky Tercios is on the Ultimate Fighter finale uh, this weekend. So, I mean, we're getting him prepped, and uh, it's, it's awesome his first official UFC fight. And man, it's just gonna be a, a cool UFC, UFC couple weeks. Is that basically how the fight came together? You're
0: in Vegas and the matchmakers probably just saw you and said, Hey, we need a welterweight?
2: You know, no, actually, last Friday they they had said, you know, this fight dropped out and they they know I'm down to take short notice fights. So they hit me up directly with it. And uh and at first I was like, you know, I was like, man, you know, I'm gonna be in Vegas, but I'm already in such good shape. Like my boy Ramez Brahima, he just fought. Yep. Uh, last weekend, then I was actually making the trip up to Dallas to give him some hard rounds. So we were on the grind together. Uh, you know, Ricky got his fight coming up. You know, my team in, in Houston, we have 12 fights over seven weeks coming up, you know, mine included. So I've just been working hard. Even after my cowboy fight, for whatever reason, I was really excited. and was just training super hard. And it was funny, man. I was training so hard, uh, and I wasn't getting any fight offers. And I was, you know what, I'm, I'm going to slow it down. So the one week I slow it down, it's like fight week for Ramez. Uh, that Friday is when they end up offering the fight. So it actually all worked out really well. I fight, I trained super hard. I had a week to rest, and then kind of back on the grindstone until the fight.
0: Uh, are you surprised you never got any fight offers? Because that Cowboy win was uh, a quick win, like a first-round knockout over, like, allegedly Cowboy. I thought they would have wanted to try to build off the momentum and get you back in there pretty quick.
2: Yeah, same. I'm not too sure the logistics that go behind that. But, you know, I was, like, I was really hoping they'd offer something within the next, like, six weeks. So I kept training hard and, uh, and and just for whatever reason, you know, I didn't want to rock the boat too much. I was kind of hoping to see what they'd offer, and uh, so, you know, I'm I'm hoping you know I fight next week. I do my job, I get my win, and then I'll then I'll try to call a more a more specific shot. I'm not too sure what that is yet, but I'll I'm gonna I'm gonna hope, I'm gonna ask to fight in December.
0: And obviously, David water, like that's the guy you're fighting. Like I know you're not picking an opponent, but like how much do you kind of know about it? Was this a spot where? You just wanted to fight, and this is the guy that was a, a dance partner.
2: I mean, yeah, that's the majority. of. I Actually, I don't miss UFC fights. I definitely don't miss welterweight fights. I've watched all of his fights. When I was a little earlier in my career, I thought I'd fight him. Uh, so, you know, I've always watched tape on him. He's good. He's a lot better than his UFC record shows. Uh, it's a fun fight. I think it's an exciting fight. You know, I know he's a, he, he likes to stand and bang. He's got good jujitsu. We have actually pretty similar styles. I, just, I got a pretty big jump in experience in the octagon. So I'm looking to use that for the fight. Uh, what have you kind of made
0: of his UFC run? Like two split decision losses. Like if those goes away, he's three and one in the UFC as opposed to one and three. But his wins are very impressive on submitting uh, Abu Bakar and
2: Nurmagomedov. Yeah, you know, his 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 losses are against all good dudes and his win is against a good dude. He's not had one easy fight in the UFC. And uh, and again, I am I, aware of all of that. So that's all being taken into consideration. You know, I, yeah, I've watched him fight when his fights were live. I've watched my tape. This is a this is a fun one. It's it's, it's a it's it's a fun fight to, to be able to prep for. Uh, how much is
0: these like week? I guess two weeks. You kind of have like, is it focused on David or is it more just focused on yourself and getting yourself back into into the fight shape?
2: Uh, it's, it's more so focused on myself. So what's fun is when I'm, when I'm just training for fun, I'm, I'm, I'm often like, you know, emulating other styles for my, for my teammates. And, uh, and it's nice cause I get to try a lot of different tactics. And then like, when I focus back on myself, I have a lot of cool new things I can add into my game. And, uh, but now it's about just strengthening myself. You know, thankfully my cardio has been awesome. You know, there's some, uh, there's some sessions I'll hit, I'll hit like 10, five minute MMA rounds, not a super heavy pace. But like real long duration, I just really focus on like winning each exchange, both you know the grappling and the wrestling and the striking. So there's a lot of good like long like 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 you know longer paced technical work, and then as I jump into fight camp, I condense that down into like much more short explosive work. So getting like a good cardio bump makes my weight drop down super quick. It's a, it's a fun process. I almost I almost like. You know, four and you know, two, three, and four week long fight camps, opposed to a six or an eight week. That almost is overkill at this point in my career. So it's nice. I like these. It's a it's a good payday, t- a good payday too.
0: Uh, how do you see this one playing out? Just because David's a guy that likes to kind of keep it standing, he'll wrestle if he needs to. Like, uh, pretty like he's pretty well rounded.
2: Yeah, same. Uh, I expect this to go everywhere. I'm always looking for a knockout. Like you watch any of my tape, you don't see me wrestling a bunch or or stalling a bunch. I mean, yeah, everyone knows what they get when they fight with me. I'm going to just do my job and, and do as much damage within three rounds as possible. And I always look for a third-round knockout. You know, that way I'm just, like, ready for the grind game. I know I'm going to the to the, to the to the deeper waters. And, you know, you'll get the same answer out of me no matter who I fight.
0: Oh, What do you think a win over David does for you? It just kind of gets you on a two-fight winning streak, another short-notice fight. But I, I still think a lot of people are going to look at that cowboy one where you probably should have got a bigger name after that fight
2: yeah you know what it's uh i'm at the point in my career now where i'm getting paid pretty well so uh you know it was never about the money it was always about like the martial arts experience and the challenge and that's very much still so like the primary mindset but uh but i'll tell you it's it's nice it's nice to 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 be you know coming up on my fifth ufc contract and and again I, i have zero complaints with how much they're paying me you know uh you know with a win i'll be looking at you know just under half a mil for the year so i'm you know i'm, I'm not complaining i'm i'm looking to get in get some money and, and just get right back home and, and 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 you know spend time with the family and, and run my gym that's what i prefer to do
0: i remember last time we talked with i'm uh, sorry not last time but before the cowboy fight was, you were mentioning how you're not really chasing the belt, like you'd rather see guys like Jeff Neal or Ramiz, like other guys you work with, kind of get the belt. Is that still kind of the same mindset where you're just kind of interested in those martial arts fights?
2: I mean, yeah. Until I can put like a four or five fight win streak together and my ranking gets up there, I always made really relative goals. You know, one thing I was always, you know, proud of was my, uh, my like the, the the realistic nature in my in my mindset and my in my goals. So I'd always make goals that were within reach. You know, long term goals are great too. But, uh, but sometimes it's, like, wishful thinking. So, yeah, my plan is to win this fight, you know, get another fight, you know, maybe the guy higher ranked, get another win. You know, then when I'm on, like, a four or five, fight win streak, ask me that question, I'm sure I'll give you a different answer. But, like, right now I'm having fun doing the martial arts. You know, my boy Ricky Tercios, he's fighting, so I'm, I'm also going to be splitting my time coaching as well as training and fighting. And that's just, I like to, to live, in, to live the, the martial arts life, you know, in every aspect. and I'm having a good time with it right now
0: uh with you already being in vegas like how much is that a benefit that the pi's right there like that's just a spot you can kind of work out train and they got a lot of like you can get your physical therapy so you don't really like you don't have to go to another gym in vegas
2: yeah that's cool uh durability has always been like one of my main attributes and uh you know so I, i'm using the pi to, to like work out and hit mitts and spar with my with my coaches and my teammates but i mean it's it's cool the best thing about being in vegas fight week is uh, the the PI actually handles all the nutrition? So they're hooking me up with all my meals. So like, man, I'm already dropping weight, and you know, making I could make weight on Saturday if, or on Friday if I had to, and I got a whole another week to do And, You know, this is this is twice as easy as the the weight cut for Cowboy. And yeah, you know, that's it's kind of the place. Well,
0: uh, that's what I want to ask. Like, you're not this like gigantic wild weight that cuts a whole lot of weight. Like, I know you are. You've done
2: short notice fights. So, like, weight cut shouldn't be a problem then. No, not at all. Uh, it, it, it was, I was a little heavier when I, when I got, it was, I was like at lunch with my wife eating a club sandwich and, uh, and I get the, I get the call from my coach and I instantly, my wife looked at me and smiled. She's like, you have no appetite right now, do you? And I was like, none whatsoever. I was like, let's go, let's go home. I'm going to go train and eat, eat some chicken and some eggs.
0: Uh, who, who is making the trip out to Vegas with you? Like, is Safe gonna be there? Or just because it's starting, always is he gonna have different people?
2: Yeah, no. So Safe, you know, ever since I hooked up with him at Fortis, he has been my my general and my guide and and, and my mentor. Uh, you know, he's just such a, a tactician. And then uh, my striking coach Matt Wald. Uh, you'll see a lot more of him. He'll be in Ricky's corner. We got another guy who's one win away from the UFC. You know, he's my technician. And then I got my boy Jake Heffernan. He's the guy who I think will be in the UFC soon. He's he's eight and two as a pro. And uh, he's, like, my best warm-up partner. He can strike hard. He can take damage. He can grapple really, really well. So he's he's my guy to move around with and, and warm up with. I got a really good system going.
0: Oh, What's kind of going to be, like, post-Saturday going to be like? Because I know a lot of people don't kind of arrive until Tuesday. Like, I assume you're probably just going to stay in Vegas. Like, is it just going to be you there? Or are you going to bring in people a bit earlier?
2: No, I'm going home. Uh, after Ricky's fight, we're going home. I'm going to train Sunday. I'm gonna hit a really big push on Monday. Like I already got my Mondays planned out. My Mondays don't really change. I hit strength and conditioning, and then I teach a jujitsu class. So I do a lot of Nogi grappling, and then I do like a mock fight. I got this really good 185er who's almost the same build as Zawada, but a little bit stronger. And and we do three fives hard, and then I rest. I eat. I go back in the gym. I teach my classes, and then I do another. I do another three fives in the in the, in the muay thai class. Like after, I'll drill and spar pretty light, and then after class. We'll have all the students stay, and I'll get, like, a fresh partner. And I got three pretty big guys, 285ers and a welterweight. Uh, good kickboxers, too. So so they'll, I'll get a fresh guy and, and really hit a really hard push Monday evening and then fly back to Tuesday, you know, sharpen up, do my mitt work. My, my striking coach, Matt Wall, he, he also is a pretty big guy, really good kickboxer. So he's good to move around with, and he's like a wizard of a pad holder. So I'll get all my work in. Then my boy Jake will be with us, so I'll get all my grappling work in. It's a, it's a good system, man. And the PI is a fun place to work at the, the, the hotel we stay in, you know, during all the COVID protocols is nice. It's like big suites with like, you know, you can see there's like a kitchen, there's a, there's a fridge. It's just, it's cool. Everything's taken care of.
0: You get your hand raised here. Like you think this is probably a you this year. Or you, you think maybe you can, might, might get one more in.
2: I think they'll give me a fight in December. Uh, like I know some of my teammates at us. They're matched up in December. You will have to wait for the announcements, but, uh, I'd love to fight in December. I know my my wife, uh, she's got a long overdue vacation. So after this fight, we're gonna hit a pretty cool trip to the beach for a week, and uh, and then uh, and then I'll get right back to the grindstone, man. I uh, I don't have any other hobbies, man. I stay in the gym. I like to train, you know. Whether it's going up to Dallas or training in Houston, I mean, I I, I like to train. I like to fight, and uh, and my body can take it, especially while I'm you know in my 30s. I'm gonna I'm gonna hit try to hit that clay guida. That Clay Guida, uh, you know, rode and just and just keep on fighting and grinding it out until, until the UFC uh, tells me to stop. Uh, I'm not
0: sure how much you knew about this card, but this one was actually supposed to be in London. Like that's why there's a lot of English fighters. Like how kind of glad are you now that that London kind of got shut down? And it was at Vegas because I assume if it was in London, you probably weren't going to get the call.
2: Yeah, that's true. I, uh, you know what? Of all the places I want, I've want, i not fought in, I've fought all over the world. London, the UK, was the one spot I haven't been. I would have actually been okay with that. Uh, Vegas was always awesome. It's very convenient. And I was very very aware of this fight card. Man, I'll tell you, Paul Craig versus Gustafson was a fight I was really looking forward to. I was really bummed to see that one drop off. I'm a big fan of Paul Craig. I, uh, if I'm not mistaken, our debuts were actually on the same fight card. It was when, uh, maybe not actually, I think his debut was, was one after my debut, but I remember seeing him early and he subbed out some Brazilian dude that was in Sacramento back in December, 2016. And I just really liked seeing him fight. And, uh, that was just a fight I would thought would have been a, a really fun one to watch, but I mean, it's a decent fight card. It'll be interesting to see Dan Till I know he's a bit of a character. Derek Brunson's like one of the most overlooked 85ers. I mean, if you look at his last 10 fights, he's fought nothing but like top, top five 85ers and, uh. The main event's really good. Uh, there's a couple other good fights on there, but uh, but this is one of those fights. Man, I want to get in. I, I hope in the first fight of the night. I want to get in, fight, go home, get paid, and, and then just get back to the gym.
0: Who do you think wins that main event? Because that's a I kind of think Till gets it done.
2: You know what? Every time Brunson gets matched up with one of these like you know specialty fighters, he does well. I uh, I'm just this is one of those fights. This is like the Robbie Lawler and, and Nick Diaz fight. I think this is just a fun fight to watch. I'm really not rooting for anyone in particular. Uh, it's a cool one. I'm excited to see Darren Till in the flesh because I know he's a big dude. But uh, but again, man, I don't care. I think it'll be a fun fight. I think they're going to talk some trash, and I think it'll be entertaining. Uh,
0: just last thing, like, you look at your last, like, 2020, like, you went one and two. Like, I know you moved into that new gym facility we talked about. It was shut down for a while. Like, what's kind of been, like, this year compared to last year where – you could go two and oh, maybe three and oh this year. Like you made a lot more money. The gym was fully running. Like it seemed like a totally two different
2: kind of years for you. Yeah, man, we got a a good problem at the gym. Our especially the kids program, but like our the gym is too full. People keep keep coming in and training, which is great. And uh and my wife, you know, she she runs the business side alongside myself. I teach all the classes and she's like, We have to put a cap. And and, and I and I don't want to do that and in by no means because of any, any money, but, uh, I just don't want to tell any kid no to martial arts. Cause it just, it changed my life so much. So man, so we're like having to like stagger classes by 15 minutes to let the parking lot empty and then fill back up. I'm having to hire on more coaches. And, uh, and it's just awesome, man. Like, you know, 2020, we had to like, we had to effectively sell our house back to the bank to like fund the build out of the gym and you, know, we're, and, you know, when the gym opened, we're like, you know, this better workout And business was just so much better than we ever could have predicted. Uh, we, my, my, my team in Houston, we've never been so busy with fights. Like, we got 12 fights in the next seven weeks. And that's just what's booked. We got a lot of cool stuff in the future. And it's just awesome. I, I, I can't be thankful and grateful enough. But it's also no coincidence. You know, like, like look at even Ricky Tercios's career. You know, I started training with him. He was 15 years old and we have just been working super hard. And it's nice to see, you know, after a decade and a half, everything started to really fall in place. And, uh, you know, he was he was me and Matt and Ricky were sitting talking and Ricky was like, man, I, I can't believe after all these years we made it here. And I looked at him. I was like, Ricky, the craziest thing is for you. This is only the beginning, like a decade and a half you know, down the road. This is just the start of your like high level mixed martial arts career. You know, I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm a good, you know, 50% of the way through mine. I feel like I got another good 15 fights in me. It's just cool to see what the future holds. You know, we're both starting to make some real money, and uh, it's just cool, man. I, you know, I just keep working hard. I'm, I'm, I'm very grateful, very thankful, and I'm very happy to have found uh, Safe up in Dallas. You know, he's such a good guide and mentor, and anytime I have any questions on anything or any, any doubt, anything at all. He very clearly and directly sends me the, the right way, and it's nice to have have him as a mentor, and I feel like I'm a big mentor for my gym. It's just cool to have the levels of guidance. All right,
0: well, Alex, I appreciate the time you're doing this. Thank you so much
2: again. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah.
0: All right, we're joined by UFC light heavyweight Modestus Bukasas, who's back in action here pretty soon. Modestus, how's it going, man?
3: Going very well, thank you, sir
0: um fighting clear roundtree like this is a guy a well-known guy in the ufc like when you found out you would be fighting him like what kind of went through your head because this is a a game opponent and a really exciting opponent
3: yeah uh really like extremely excited as soon as i got the because you know anytime you get a message from your manager given another matchup of course you get you get like the goosebumps the tingles and everything like you know the the rush of happiness and excitement and and this time was no different obviously uh hearing that it was khalil and obviously being such a big star like for me he he, he was like a bit bit of a, like an idol or role model i guess if you say like when i was just starting out my pro career i believe he was on the ultimate fighter and i remember watching him with my dad and thinking he was a great fighter so uh yeah obviously uh, uh when i got that name i was like hell yeah let's do this i can't wait for it
0: hey, your last fight like what do you take away from that because i thought you won that fight if you look at like i don't know if you know the website it's called ma decisions it's all the media members score like 18 media members were polled, and 17 had it for you like (laughs) i thought it was pretty clear you once like what kind of what do you kind of learn from that when you lose that decision
3: yeah it was you know what it's it's quite funny as well i remember i saw saw a guy on that thing from Polsat sport which is like a polish uh media website or whatever even he thought that i'd won but anyways i like realistically I, i learned a hell of a lot from that fight Um, you know, in my opinion, it like it it seemed like from the scorecard, it was the first round that pretty much decided the fight, and I, I don't know. I think the first round was the round that I did the best, but um, at the end of the day. I feel like I was able to let more of my uh more of my techniques out in that fight. I felt oh, it seemed like I was a bit more loose. I had I had a better, you know, I was just able to bring more things that I know I can do out there into the cage in the UFC. So, uh you know, it was it was definitely a good almost starting point uh as to what is to come. You know, I've been speaking about it for ages. I just want to be able to to show them what I'm really capable of and that was definitely a step towards that. There's a lot of things that needed to be done better strategically. And that's why I've made obviously the appropriate changes since that fight. So, you know, if I had won that fight, would I have made those changes? Probably not. So I'm actually grateful um that I actually <laughs> grateful in a way that, you know, that I lost that fight because then I could make those changes to now be able to bring the best out of myself.
0: Do you think that loss, like you kind of mentioned there, but that's only gonna help you now in the long run? Now you know kind of you gotta be more active, you gotta do certain things to kind of win the rounds.
3: Yeah, a hundred percent. I mean, definitely, I think uh, what, what won him that fight was was more due to pressure and, you know, forward pressure. So, I know in Vegas, realistically, unless you're having forward pressure and stuff like that, because, like, I mean, if you look at the stats, I landed more significant strikes yeah. in every round. So, obviously that's not something that's you know such a massive factor as, as you would think but uh it's good man like, like i say it's all it's all a learning experience um it was it, it was a good fight you know he's a very very game opponent um i knew it was going to be tough going into it um but yeah i, I knew that i was going to make the appropriate adjustments afterwards
0: uh Khalil roundtree like what have you kind of made of his pascal fight because like he has that Eric Andrews fight where he knocks him down like six, seven times and he looks better than ever. And then his next two, he he gets like quickly knocked out by Ayan Kutulov. And then his last one, like, he just didn't seem to throw or didn't seem to like do a whole lot in that fight.
3: Yeah. I mean, obviously he's a very powerful puncher. Um, he's waiting for the right moment to, to, land, to land his shots. And, you know, we've seen him on the Ultimate Fighter, you know, get into some real brawls. And, you know, I think obviously it seems like a cardio may have been an issue, um in some of his fights to to be able to throw more but obviously he's very dangerous when he is throwing and he is landing like in one of his fights it looks like he was slowing down and then he just comes out and lands even more hard shots so you know he's a very very game opponent um but there are obviously holes in this game and that is what i'm looking to exploit
0: Uh, how do you see yourself getting your hand raised just because we've seen khalil be finished before
3: yeah i mean i'm just looking to 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 wear him down do my thing man I'm looking to to win this fight by finish. I need to go out and do something spectacular. This is a kill or be killed mentality when I go in there. He's an amazing fighter, like I say, someone that I've looked up to. But that's, that's, that's my mentality going into every fight. I've got to go in and finish him
0: with this fight like how disappointed are you that it's now just happening at the apex because there was all those rumors happening at the o2 in london which would have just been crazy
3: yeah i know i mean it, it was it was a bit of a bummer obviously hearing the news that uh, they decided to move into vegas but obviously for business reasons and you know because of covid and stuff like that it had you know sort of that that was the only option that they had left i'm not gonna lie to you i do like vegas uh when i went out there before like the whole um, just even the whole being of just being out there and, you know, the the environment and stuff like that, like, I don't know, it's sort of rung, rung, rung quite a nice bell to me. So I, I, I actually enjoyed it. But obviously there's nothing like fighting in front of 20,000 people in front of your own crowd. Um, I knew that would have definitely played towards my favour um and how you know i've been visualizing and dreaming of that moment to happen and unfortunately that's just gonna have to uh you know be prolonged a little bit a little bit but uh at the end of the day i have got to go and do a job so that's all i'm focused on
0: and it would have been like the perfect card because england hasn't had one so long it was like patty pimblett's debut you're on it like molly mccann's on it tom aspinall's on it and it all kind of leads up to till's big fight like just that energy in the crowd would have been insane
3: oh yeah it would have been absolutely spectacular but uh like i say i'm 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 definitely looking forward for a card like that to be built in the future and uh yeah i mean it just shows we've got like a load of british talent i mean we've, we've got like a load of british guys uh on on this uh on this card anyways so you know now we're coming over to las vegas to take over you know the british invasion as they say
0: A big question about this fight for a lot of like opponents I've even heard is the visa issues just because it got announced as Vegas like not like you guys are all planning for England like is that been a concern for you trying to like now get an American work visa?
3: Uh, no, nah, it's not actually. Um, just because obviously I got one granted for my previous yeah. fight and from from what I understand, everything's all good for me to go through for this next one also because it's still valid. So um, it was a good thing that I actually had a fight before in Vegas because now it means that it just makes that transition into another one even easier. So yeah, obviously I'm very grateful that I've already had to do all the meetings and stuff like that and going to the embassy. Uh, so yeah, that's already been done and out of the way.
0: How much pressure is on yourself? Just because I know most UFC contracts run four fights. Like, do you kind of think you might be fighting for your job here?
3: A hundred percent, a hundred percent. I feel obviously I, I did, I did, uh, you know, have an entertaining fight in my last one. Most people thought I won. Even the commentators thought I won. But at the end of the day, it's it's what the result is on paper. The main thing is is for me to go out there. And uh, put on the best performance ever, the most spectacular performance ever put on in my life. Go out there, put it all on the line. Literally, like I say, I'm I'm going out there, like win or die sort of thing. For me, it's 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 obviously a very important fight. But my back's been up against the wall, you know, a lot of times in my career, I've I've had that before. So you know, I've I've already been been in that situation. Obviously, there's a lot more you could say, even more on the line, but when you have so much confidence in your ability confidence in your training uh confidence in your coaches and everything like that you know i definitely don't see myself losing at all in this fight i see this is a very winnable fight and i'm just going to go out there and literally leave it all out there leave everything out there in the cage and that's all that i can ask
0: you get your hand raised here like are you hoping maybe one more in this year you think this is probably it for you
3: We'll see what happens, man. At the end of the day, depending on what performance you give, you know yeah. what the matchmakers are thinking. Anything, anything, anything is possible, really. Uh, we'll, we'll see. Hopefully, I'm not, uh, you know, I'm not injured or anything after the fight, and you know everything's all good, and you know I'm all healthy. Then, yeah, of course, I'll definitely be looking to have one right at the end of the year. So, uh, you know, I know they've got a lot of fighters on the roster and a lot of um, fights that they need to make. But uh, yeah, man, like obviously, I want to stay active. So uh, we'll see what they have in store.
0: How much do you think your last fight is going to help you prepare for this one? Just because fighting at the apex, it's kind of like a a whole nother fight. Like you're fighting in front of like 50 people, like the smaller octagon, like everything kind of is a lot different than a usual fight.
3: Yeah. So it's uh, obviously I've got a lot of familiarity now. You know, I I know what to expect. I know what the whole, all the protocols are and and, and stuff like that. So uh, yeah, everything just sort of, I guess you could say falls into my favor in terms of like, you know, I I know my surroundings and everything like that. And uh, yeah. So uh, yeah, I just can't wait to go out there and do the job.
0: Uh, Assuming you get your hand raised here. Like, is there anyone in mind you want to fight or is that more just you're worried about kind of building a winning streak?
3: Yeah, at the minute, like, you know, the only opponent that I have right now is Khalil, and that's it. The, the opponent I have in front of me, I've got to go and do the job, and then uh, and then things will open up afterwards. At the end of the day, like you said, you know, uh, everything's on the line here, so uh, I've got to go out and put on a performance. And for me, I, I, I literally cannot wait to go out there and do that.
0: Every time we talk, I bring up the vision board. What's kind of the new updates to it? <laughs>
3: the vision board stays uh, stays the same in terms of you know me going out there and winning and 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 doing my thing but you know i have a lot of a lot of plans for the future always the goal and the vision is to become the ufc light heavyweight champion uh, for me it's to get re-signed by the ufc with another four fights and and to go on and create my legacy and uh, no more losses that's the main that's the main thing i've had two losses before uh, and then I went on a massive win streak, and I believe history will repeat itself. So, they'll leave it on that.
0: I know your last fight, a lot of your family and friends couldn't go out. With Vegas being more open, everything kind of opened up a bit more. Are they coming out to this one, or do they have to stay back at home?
3: Uh, no, I think still the border, like, Stuff with you know, like in terms of getting uh, COVID tests and even just being able to enter the US and stuff like that. I mean, I'm not 100% sure like what what all that is, but at the end of the day, they're, they're it's good that I think the fight is going to be aired for UK time. Yeah. So they're you know, obviously we're going to be fighting very early in Vegas, which means that they're all going to be able to watch it. And I already know a, a lot of my f- uh, you know friends and family that they've already asked me, and uh, yeah, so it's, it's going to be in in prime time for them. So it's going to be as if they're there, anyways. You know.
0: Yeah, yeah. I was looking. The like, prelims are at one o'clock Eastern, which is what British time? Like one o'clock East,
3: I believe that is it's
0: six p.m. So, like, you'll be fighting probably around seven, eight o'clock at night, which would be like perfect for all your it, friends. Exactly, you know what I
3: mean, get get people on a night out. Do you know what I mean? Get get the system going.
0: Uh, when you go there, like, do you basically just? like what is kind of fight week for you like is it basically just lock everything down sit, like or are you going to try to explore vegas and see the sights and everything
3: well i mean last time i was there we we're in a bubble you're not allowed to do anything you, yeah you're, you're, you're you know you, i mean the, the the most scenery that i saw was whole foods and obviously the the ufcpi and, and the apex and stuff like that. but mate for me like you know being a british fight, i think for any um for any British fighter at all, just being in Vegas, like seeing like the Mandalay Bay and all these amazing, like, you know, uh, this architecture out there and stuff like that. And, just the open plan of everything it's just that in itself is an experience so it's not like i i really need to see anything else for me it's like i really just want to focus on the fight and and do what i have to do in the cage and then you can sort of like enjoy yourself it's like you have things in mind of what you want to do and stuff like that but at the end of the day you go out there you put on a performance and then you can go and party hard and get the shots rolling you know
0: Uh, do you uh, plan on staying in vegas for like an extra day or is it right after the fight and fly back home yeah
3: well look from you know what the UFC is has sort of planned it's for me to leave the like pretty much the next day and at the end of the day if those flights you know those flights are being covered then I'm 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 going to take that there'll be plenty of other times for us to go out and explore Vegas and and party up you know obviously we've got to go and get the job done and 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 do everything properly and uh and then yeah like I say all these experiences are yet to come in the future So uh, it's okay. We'll we'll restrict ourselves a little bit now, but uh, I know good times are coming.
0: You'll just have to wait until you're on a pay-per-view in Vegas when everything's open. And then you can bring the family and friends over to be all good.
3: Exactly. You know that. You know that, mate.
0: Well, Modestus, I appreciate the time as always. Thanks so much for doing this.
3: All right. Nice one, brother. Thank you so much. Yeah, I really appreciate it. Really nice talking to you.
0: All right, we're joined by UFC featherweight Julian Rose, who's taking a short notice fight. It seems like a lot of the fights are short notice for you. Julian, how's it going, man?
4: Oh, it's going? Good, man. You know, I kind of like the short notice thing. You know, for me, I stay in pretty decent shape all year round. So, uh, honestly, it's more about the weight for me. And so, uh, uh, for me, I'm just uh, – I told him that I would take the fight if he would, would accept doing it at 150 because um, for some reason, you know, I think uh, – Uh, No matter how big or how small I am, I think my body just at 146, 147, 148, those pounds are like so hard to get off and uh, just physiologically, my body has such a difficult time at that specific weight, especially if, you know, I'm a bit heavier in between fight camps.
0: Uh, I just quickly want to touch on your last fight. Like what do you kind of take away from that one?
4: Uh, yeah, you know, um, obviously it didn't go my way and, uh, it was one of those ones that ended quick, you know, and, um, it's tough to really, uh, take anything from the performance. I, you know, I've watched it back and, you know, he just landed a good shot. Um, I felt like my, even my chin was tucked, you know, I was, I had, I had been working a lot on, uh, keeping my, my chin underneath my shoulders, uh, but he was just able to sneak it in there really well. And, uh, that's what he's known for. And, um, and for me, I think, uh, the biggest tech takeaway was that, you know, there should have been a little bit better game planning against a guy like him. He's a striker, a really good striker at that with power in his hands. And uh, his whole, or the little bit of a hole in his game is his grappling. So, I, you know, I should have, uh, you know, made it a little bit more of a dirty fight, clenched up with him, took him down, wrestled him a little bit, and, you know, tried to try get making a wrestling match instead of just a striking match. But it's one of those things, you know, happened in a minute. And, uh, you know, there's not much mistakes that were made. You know, he just landed a good shot. Uh,
0: This fight against Jordan, like, it only got announced, I think, what, like, uh, nine, ten days away from the fight? Like, when did you find out that you'd be fighting? Like, the exact same day it got announced? Well, so,
4: what happened was about two weeks ago, um, I was talking to my manager about trying to get a fight lined up because uh the ufc has been booking out so so late and i don't know if it's because of uh they've been signing so many guys because of covid and stuff um but it just seems like a lot there's a lot of guys on the roster and they've been booking out like november december and um i figured if i didn't get a fight scheduled i might not be be able to fight till next year and I, i wanted to fight this year and so i was talking to my manager and he you know he sent me this short notice fight two weeks ago um with Jordan and uh that the ufc was going to renew my contract or uh uh, renew a new contract with them and so that was a big incentive for me but i was sitting at about 176 pounds which is 30 pounds over the weight limit and uh i just didn't think it was smart to 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 spend three weeks of just cutting weight to try to fight to my potential Um, i like the charles Jordan fight i just don't like it if i have to cut 30 pounds within three weeks and so I, you know, called I messaged my manager the next day and I said, Hey, if he's willing to do a one fifty catch weight, give me four pounds. It's only four pounds, but for some reason those four pounds at the end are just yeah. so difficult um for my body frame. And so uh I can get it done if I have, you know, months in advance. Uh and I and I get on it early. But, you know, being short notice, I told him, Hey, if he's willing to do it at one fifty, I can manage that. It's so what I did with Sean Woodson, I took that fight three days notice at one fifty and was able to make the weight pretty comfortably. And so you know i just feel like uh you know i was I, i'd be able to do the same here and so uh but yeah it took uh the next day i asked him that and two weeks went by and no response about it and so i just figured he was mulling over other opponents and he probably had a whole list of you know of names he might have been going through and so i just figured he wasn't he, he just declined my fight because it might be a catch weight because i kind of make the weight and uh and so i just i figured it wasn't going to happen but i you know still training hard and uh, and I was already in the process of wanting to get my weight down because the opportunity had presented itself. And I felt like, I don't know, for lack of a better word, I felt like a, like a bitch for not taking it because I'm one of those guys that likes to be, you know, ready to go at any time. And I, in a three week notice, I should be able to make the weight. Usually. Um, I was just a little heavier and I just figured I wasn't gonna get a fight until November or December. So that's why I was a bit heavier. And, um, uh, and so, um, so, you know, Wanting to get the fight at 150 was great for me. Um, and I got, you know, uh, the big incentive was uh, getting my contract renewed with the UFC and and just wanted to be one of those guys that Sean Shelby can count on. Like, he calls, you know, Jason House up. He's like, yo, I need a featherweight. He knows that, uh, you know, most of the time I say yes. Um, I said no for a day, and then I was just mauling over my brain about it. and I was like, this is such a big opportunity for me. Like, I need to just take it. And I wanted to, so I wanted to see if there was any op- – possibility that we could take it like a catch and you know it worked out for me
0: happy with the new ufc deal then like is it four fights i kind of assume i know that's kind of the standard they sign people yeah. to
4: yeah um you know they uh you i think it was uh, i think the ufc likes to incentivize people by taking some of these fights by offering them a little bit more money and uh you know that there's no difference in what they did for me so uh you know they offered me a little bit more money um and uh, a new four-fight contract. So, uh, and and not only those two things, uh, but just being being the guy that they can count on. You know, like if you're like a diva and you're like, no, I, you know, my toe hurts, or you know, this is bothering me, and you're pulling out of fights for whatever reason on a constant uh, on a constant basis. Um, I think it's easier for the UFC to want to cut you. Um, but you know, look at me, I'm three and five in the UFC and I just got a new UFC deal because I've been one of those guys that's willing to take the short notice fight, step up and save a fight card and, uh, and just, and just roll with the punches like that.
0: Uh, Charles Jordan, like I'm a Canadian, like this guy's been hyped up for quite some time around here. Like I've heard about him, I think since like his third, fourth pro fight, but how much do you kind of know about him? Uh, you know, um, uh. The one fight that you know kind of put him on the
4: map was the Duho Choi fight where he knocked him out because, uh, you know, Duho Choi is a savage in his own right, and uh, and so obviously I had watched that fight and when I when that Charles Jordan had knocked him out, I was like, holy crap, who's this guy? And so, um, you know, I, I I pay attention to the fights. You know, um, I watched him fight Marcelo as well. Marcelo took that fight short notice, upperweight class for his UFC debut. So, there's you know, some variables involved in that, but obviously Charles Jordan did a really good job in that fight, um, ended up getting the finish. Um, and so, you know, he, he definitely has, um, a really good style and he uses it really well for striking. You know, he's got really good, uh, kickboxing. Um, I think he lacks a little bit in the wrestling and grappling department, um, compared to a guy like me. Um, I just don't showcase that very often. Um, uh, because I like to, you know, I'm one of those guys likes to stand and bang too, but, um, uh, one of the big takeaways from that toy fight that I had my last time and uh, was that, you know, I need to be a little bit smarter about my game planning and, and not just go in there and fight, you know, fight to fight. I need to fight smart and, and, and put, put the fight into positions that are beneficial for me. And I think, um, you know, if I wrestle with Jordan for 15 minutes, I win every time. If I grapple with him for 15 minutes, uh, I win every time. If I stand and strike with him, we could be flipping a coin, you know, and he might have the edge on that. So, um, you know, I really definitely want to make it, you know, uh, uh, my type of race. You know, I want to uh, really be able to use MMA to the fullest. I want to do mixed martial arts. I don't want to just kick box with this game.
0: Uh, how do you see yourself winning? Just like you kind of broke down there, but I think this is a fight where we've seen Jordan get taken down quite often.
4: Yeah, for sure. Um, I think uh, uh, I just watched, rewatched the uh, Andre Feely versus Charles Jordan fight. And me and Andre Feely are built pretty similar long lanky guys Um, and we have decent striking too you know and I think uh, Philly might have stood up a little too long with him even though he in his own right was doing pretty good he got dropped once uh, in the first round I think but um, after that uh, every time he initiated takedowns uh, he was he it seemed like it was relatively easy for him to get him down and hold him down and control him a little bit Um, especially in the second and third round when Jordan gets a little more tired I think he kind of comes out the gate firing pretty hard and, and fast. And so I think he starts to fade out a little bit. Um, but still, his cardio is, seems to be pretty fantastic. But um, uh, I think Andre Philly. I think if he would have wrestled a little bit more, uh, he might have been able to finish up. But um, uh, I think that's kind of the similar game plan that I'm going to have against Charles Jordan is uh, is kind of how Andre Feely fought him.
0: Well, what do you think a win over Charles? Like where do you think that kind of puts you in the featherweight division? You know, for me, I'm not even
4: worried about that kind of thing. Um, it's like, it's just so weird because, like, you know, I don't even know how how accurate these rankings are because, like, uh, uh, like uh, two fights ago, I beat Nate Landwehr, and Nate Landwehr had one fight in the UFC, beat Elkins, but because he beat Elkins, he was ranked like 28th or something. So he like jumped from being a nobody to 28th in the in the world of featherweights. So I'm like, just because he beat Elkins, I mean, I mean, it was a big name for him to beat, but it's like if you beat, you know, you could beat one one guy and you can just jump up there. And so, you know, like I said, styles make matchups. And so uh, if I beat Charles Jordan, it's good. It's a good for my resume. And honestly, it's just about winning. You know, I just – all I want to do is be winning fights in the UFC. I'm not really worried about where I stack up or where I'm ranked. I want I just want to, you know, focus on the fight, win the fight, and move on. Because if you don't win the fight, then you stack up nowhere. So, you know, the most important thing is to to win the fight. Then I can figure out where I stack up.
0: Uh, you said you kind of wanted one fight more by the end of the year, but since you took this one on like a week and a half, you think you can still get one more in after this if everything goes your way?
4: Yeah, for sure. You know, um, you can always make something happen. Um, and I'm one of those guys, like I said, just stay, I stay in shape, uh, you know, throughout the year. And so, um, and the biggest thing I think for most fighters is the weight cut, you know, uh, that's the thing that takes the most preparation. We train every day. We all know how to fight, you know. I can take a short notice fight and be confident in my abilities to fight. I've been doing this for, you know, 12 years. It's not like, it's not like I sign a fight contract and now I'm gonna start working my technique. I mean, I've been I work technique every day. That's all I do for my, you know, uh, as my career. And so, um, it's always just kind of about the weight. But, uh, uh, you know, I've really been, you know, set in my mind about keeping my weight, you know, at a reasonable uh, distance from my weight class because, um, you know, once you get to, I'm I'm six foot one, you know, I got a big frame, so it's easy for my body to put weight on. So I just need to be diligent about keeping myself around uh, a reasonable mark to make featherweight you know within three weeks if i need to and, uh, and not have to pass up on opportunities like i almost had to pass up on this one so i could see myself you know if everything goes my way if i go in there and, and start this dude in, in the first round i have no injuries um i could definitely get another fight uh within the year if, if the ufc uh, is willing to book me
0: do you really plan to call anyone out or is this point it's just whoever the ufc offers you well, you know, I, I was looking for a fight
4: uh, for a while. And so uh, I was trying to set something up with a couple different fighters. So maybe I'll call them out. I, you know, Steven Peterson, he beat uh, his last fight. He beat um, uh, Chase Cooper, but he had called out uh, Nate Landwehr, who I had beaten two fights ago. And uh, and then Nate Landwehr got um, booked for October 18th. And so I reached out to um, Steven Peterson about maybe me and him fighting um you know respectfully i sent him a a direct message asking him you know whatever time is good for you november or october november december whatever you want we can run it um uh nate landware's already booked up so unless you want to wait till next year to fight like you and me could sign line line something up and no response i even had a post on my instagram about it no response like tagged him i know he's seen it and i've even uh messaged him on uh, some of his stories and just completely ignoring me so I don't think he wants to fight me. And then I also asked um, my manager to reach out to Darren Elkins to see if maybe he would want to line something up because after his fight against Derek Minner, um, he said that he didn't really care who he was fighting. He just wanted to fight in October. And I was like, well, I could be that somebody he doesn't care about. Like I could be that guy. So I asked uh, Jason House to, uh, to reach out to him, but no response back from that either. So um, – I'm not saying that either one of them are afraid to fight me or anything. Maybe it just doesn't work work around their schedules or whatever they got going on. Um, but for me, uh, I, I'm not a big caller router. I just, the only reason why I was trying to call those guys out was just to get a fight. I really needed a fight and wanted to schedule something up. And so, you know, for me, it's just focus on this fight and then uh, I can move past it after that.
0: Uh, just last thing, like I think it was after the Woodson fight, we talked. Something that kind of stuck out to me still was you were saying how you kind of want to be the justin engage by the way and just kind of put on these exciting fights get the bonuses like your mindset like what's kind of changed from the first and second stint to this one you know you,
4: you things put when you when you fight obviously you know when you do this for a career you, a lot of things come into perspective like you know after winning a fight or losing a fight um and um and that's always who what I've wanted to do I've always wanted to be an exciting fan favorite because um, you know, you see guys get cut, uh, all the time, um, just because they're boring and it's, uh, they could be winning fights and they get it cut. So for me, you know, I want to solidify my job by being exciting. Um, and, and if you go out there and you're in an exciting fight, and even if you lose, you still earn the respect of the UFC. Um, and I think that's what something I've done, um, even, you know, cause my record's three and five with them, but I've been able to keep my job with it or get my job back, uh, uh, multiple times with the UFC, and I think it's because of that. I, I, I'm willing to go out there and uh, and not only say yes to short notice fights, and say yes to the majority of any fights that they've ever offered me. I've I've never said no to any uh, opponent they've ever offered me. Um, and uh, it seems like a lot of people are doing that now. But uh, on top of that, just going out there and, and wanting to put a show on, um, I can do that still. But I I need to be a little smarter about it, um, uh, especially with certain opponents. You know, Choi. It's lightning fast, and, uh, you know, he he was throwing heat. And, uh, you know, standing in the pocket with a guy like that is probably not the best idea, and and uh, that was my mistake. But um, I want to be exciting, but I need to be smarter about it.
0: All right, well, Julian, I appreciate the time, especially on short notice of the fight coming up next weekend. But thank you so much for doing this. <laughs> yeah, no worries. All right, we're joined by former Bellator fighter now competing on the Tender Series, Chitty and in- Injikuni. In- uh, Chitty, how's it going, man? <laughs>
5: Um Going good, bro. How's everything?
0: I'm doing well. You're a guy you've headlined a ton of Bellator shows. Like, I know you went to LFA. Like, are you surprised you're in the contender series? Because I thought you're a guy that maybe get a short notice call, and maybe just get signed right
5: away. Um, yeah. Uh, man, it's it's whatever. Uh, I'm down to fight wherever, whoever. So. It doesn't matter if it's a contender series or not. I'll take any route, any route I can to get to the UFC. You know,
0: you've been a mainstay in uh, Bellator. Like you fought the who's who, like Andre Korshkov, John Salter, uh, Rafael Carvalho. Like you beat the likes of like Max Griffin and Melvin Gallard. So, uh, how much do you think that experience is going to help you? Because a uh, contender series, like. It's a lot of people's first big stage for a lot of these fighters, but you've already headlined shows you've already been in front of the bright lights
5: yeah uh I think the experience is gonna play a big part in this you know uh like you said i i've I've headlined the big shows so i'm not I'm not unfamiliar with those territories so uh yeah, it's, it's good for me man. I, I like it. When you
0: were in Bellator, like, were you always kind of hoping to get to the UFC one day?
5: Um, I was happy at Bellator. You know, it wasn't uh, any issues or anything there, so I was I was cool being over there. I wasn't wishing to go to UFC or anything, but um, uh, just things changing, and and times are different now. So now it's like. Now it's time to make a run in the UFC. Uh, When did the contender series like first
0: kind of come on your radar, possibly fighting there?
5: I think they hit me up back in March maybe. And uh, things just kept happening. I think the fight kept getting pushed back and now we finally have a solid date.
0: Was this something like, were you always kind of staying ready just in case of, Short notice fight came out at middleweight just because you were obviously on the UFC's radar.
5: Yeah, yeah, I was always in the gym staying ready, and uh, I was just preparing for one of those COVID calls, <laughs> and uh, I was just gonna hop on board. But uh we decided to just go ahead and take the contender round to, to secure fight. But I mean, if anything popped up in between, I would have took it because I was just staying ready. But uh, I'm I'm cool with. It. Just taking this contender fight, you know.
0: Uh, your opponent, Mario Souza, like he fought on the contender series last
5: year. Like how much do you know about him? Uh, I don't really know much about him. Uh, I know he's built pretty similar to me. And he's a striker, I'm assuming, because he has a, a a handful of knockouts. So, um, yeah, I just know it's going to be a good fight. <laughs> Looking forward to yeah, it. Yeah, he
0: does have some grappling as well, but I don't think it's really anything you haven't seen for because you've fought a lot of high yeah. level grapplers and strikers. Right, right, right.
5: That, but he, I mean, he's Brazilian, so I, they all know Jiu Jitsu. Yeah. <laughs> so just regardless, I'll be prepared.
0: Uh, fighting uh September 7th, like it's basically been a full year since you last fought. Like, what's this past year been like for
5: you then? uh a lot of growth man i think this this past year i probably uh took advantage of it the most and just staying in the gym and staying prepared and and getting better and uh going through like the ups and downs of injuries and all that so this year i think helped me get to the next level and helped me prepare for this moment
0: I think what surprised a lot of people is you're only 32 just because you've been in Bellator like when you were like uh, 2014 or 2015. Like you've been a while. Like do you kind of feel like you're just kind of hitting your prime right now?
5: Yeah, hell yeah. I feel like I'm right in the middle of prime. It's dope. It's just I- dope. <laughs>
0: Uh, obviously I know you've probably watched Contender Series. You kind of know what Dana likes, like, getting the finishes. Is there, like, how much pressure is on you not just to win but get a finish to really solidify yourself
5: getting a contract? Uh, that's not really much like I – I don't know that. I don't really have that pressure on that. Um, I'm just looking forward to go out there and putting on a good fight. And I know if I do that, that I'll impress them whether or not I get the finish. I just – my skills, period, are going to – be something that he's looking for. How do you see yourself getting your hand raised? That's always a mystery, man. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like it can end anywhere decision, a submission, or a knockout. I'm capable of doing all three. Uh,
0: something that is kind of weird with the tender series is not many people there. Like, I don't even know if they are going to have fans because yeah, I know yeah. there's fans of the Apex cards, but like it's only like 50 or 100. So, like, what's that going to be like fighting just in front of basically Dane White and the matchmakers? Yeah.
5: Uh cool. I mean, my last fight in RFA was the same way. We didn't have a crowd, so I kind of got used to that. and it wasn't too bad. It was quite hey, <laughs> not many people were talking so. But it wasn't a uh,
0: smaller octagon at the Apex. Like, do you got really plays a factor in the fight?
5: Mm, no, nah, I, I don't really pay attention to that. Once you get to a certain level, it's like yeah, it's not much of a difference. <laughs>
0: uh, I know you've kind of Trained a different a couple of different places like where is the main camp for this one
5: uh this one i, I was back in dallas i was with yep. um saxon john jura and uh and john jura muay thai i'm Carrollton. and uh oh. what's
0: up well i was just gonna say like what's kind of training like down there being back there
5: oh it's dope man it's uh kind of like just getting back to my roots and and saxon knows me like the back of his hand so it was nice, like, like, to be there and him correct like little things that people haven't seen or people don't even notice that I'm doing wrong. So he's able to like, like catch on to those those things. So it was dope, and they helped push me. They kept me in shape, and now I'm back out here in Vegas and I'm finishing up camp with uh one kick Nick and Sergio Pena. So back with my old team. So it's been has been a pretty interesting camp, man. And and it's, it's dope, bro. Like, I, I, I won't forget this one at all.
0: How much is the camp focusing on your opponent? Is it more just kind of improving stuff you already do? Just because you are pretty well-rounded.
5: Yeah, it's, it's not really. Yeah, it's, it's, the fight doesn't really have much to do with the guy fighting. It's like I need to be out there making sure I'm in the right place and my, and my movement is right and all that shit. Like, I'm not really too worried about him because if I'm on point, then it doesn't matter who's out there with me, you know?
0: You end up getting the contract. Like, what's that mean for you to be considered a UFC fighter?
5: Uh, It would be dope. It would be dope because my brother started out fighting fighting mm-hmm. for the UFC, and it would be dope to, like, following his footsteps. and and go up there and, and and take our last name a little further, you know? It would be cool. How much have you talked to
0: your brother about this one? Just because
5: he's obviously fought in the UFC before. Uh, all the time. I'm staying at his place right now. <laughs> <On the laughs> town, he, he keeps me on point with everything. Yeah.
0: I know you haven't fought in a year, so you get your hand raised here. Like are you hoping that UFC debut comes pretty quickly then?
5: Um, It is what it is. It's, it's, if it comes, it comes. If it don't, it don't. Like, Regardless, whatever happens is gonna happen, and I'm just here to enjoy the ride. I, I know a
0: lot of people always go, "Oh, Bellator's like uh, lower than the UFC, like they can't compete." But seeing guys like Michael Chandler and all the like Eddie Alvarez, all those guys that come over, like, does that give you some confidence? Where you've seen what they did, and, like you were at the top of your own division, Bellator, like you know you can probably hang with a lot of the top guys of the UFC. Yeah,
5: yeah, yeah. I feel like I can, and I already fought a lot of you guys in there too so that, that's another edge that I got but uh fight's a fight man <laughs> it's all the same I mean I don't know uh
0: just last question like uh what like what's kind of fight week gonna be like for you So on a Tuesday like kind of a weird day to be fighting yeah, on yeah, like yeah. do you just kind of lock it all down and like just kind of stay in the hotel room or are you someone to, like kind of go out and explore a little
5: um Nah, I tend to just kind of lock it down. I, mean, I, I don't really, especially when I was cutting a lot of weight and I was going on 170. I didn't have time to explore shit. Yeah. I was too busy trying to get that weight down, you know? So I just kind of got used to just chilling and kicking it with the team, getting some workouts in, grabbing some food. Now that I'm fighting at 85, I can, I can eat and feel energized. It was like a lot less stress. So it was just yeah. chill
0: actually that's just one more thing i wanted to touch on was you've been at 85 for a while now but like how much better do you feel like because 170 when you're going down there like that was a lot of weight you were caught it,
5: it was like a fight before the fight and that that shit affected me big time but now i'm cool like fight week i'm i'm actually smiling and talking to people before it was like you can see the difference i was just always angry and and just never felt good. I was always stressed out trying to figure out if I was going to make the weight. But now I feel good. I feel strong. I feel healthy. Go out there and put on a show.
0: All right, well, Chitty, that's all I got for you. Thanks so much for doing this. I appreciate the time. Thank you, bro. Anytime.